0: Welcome to the Rhythm of Destination, Inspiration, a weekly travel show for adventurous families here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. We'll unpack the blessings of homeschooling away from home and share stories with special guests, embracing a lifestyle of journey. Your host, Jen Ranieri, will inspire you to get out your suitcase and live your own ultimate adventures. Stay tuned. You're sure to enjoy the ride.
1: Good morning, and thanks for tuning in to uh, episode number eight of Destination Inspiration. I've got two very special guests on the line with me today, and one is Wally from The Wally Show. Are you there?
2: Yes. Hello. How are you?
1: We're great. Good to have you. And my other is my dear friend and sister, Julie Gorman, from Four Your Inspiration and many other things that we'll talk about as a homeschooling mom. Julie, glad to have you. Thanks, Jen. Looking forward to sharing some life-transforming thoughts. Absolutely. And if you've listened with us before, you know I either start my show with a poem or a song. And today, since Wally and I are going to be talking about his new Lego Love Project and how you can help and get involved and get excited about that, I found it appropriate to share my poem called Inspired by the Bricks. So here we go. have a little fun. These bricks, these bricks are everywhere, in my pantry and the green chair. We've tried to sort them all by color. How they escape, I'll always wonder. The plastic bins never can contain them because he's always rearranging. We pick them up and then, just then, it's time to pick them up again. How do they always multiply? It's as they've fallen from the sky. But my boy's mind for sure is spinning and he is always a grinning when I say, go ahead and play. And then perhaps, maybe someday, I'll be riding or flying or sleeping in a super invention created just by him. All because this, Mommy said, okay, you can build them on my bed. There can never, ever be enough of this bricky, buildy stuff. Creator cars and Technic 2, building and creating all day, it's what we do. Ouch! I just stepped on a red one. And there you have it. Yes, Lego Poem by Jen Rainieri. That was my most searched, my, my page that brought more people to my blog last year on word traveling than anything else was Lego Poem for Kids. And it's true. We live, love Lego. So, Wally, tell us about Lego love and and your personal love of Lego.
2: Well, I grew up playing with Legos and loved them because I liked the imagination. And I like the old-school Legos where you just had squares and you had to make something cool out of that and use your imagination for that. And so we were going to Haiti with Compassion International, and I was going to take a set of Legos to my sponsored Kid Ilderson, down there because I'm like, this is great. There's no batteries needed, and so you can actually, uh, you know, play with these things and, and be creative, and it doesn't. it's not going to cost them anything. They don't have to keep getting batteries, et cetera. And so – I thought this would be fun to get him one, but what about for all the other kids we're going to meet? How about if we ask people to go in and grab a handful of Legos out of the old sets that they have or get their kids to donate some of the ones that they have now so that it teaches them about being, uh, you know, selfless and about being generous, and just send us a couple, you know, bags of those. And we only had a couple days before we're leaving, and we didn't know how big it would be. It blew up. Like, we have hundreds of thousands of Legos sitting in here right now. It's ridiculous. Uh, we're not, I mean, we're going to have to actually get a pallet together and ship them down uh, on ship a plane that. at this point.
1: Oh, that's so cool. So people do have time still to get involved in this. I'm assuming you'll take a few in your suitcase to uh, alert them to what's happening, but
2: people yeah, can yeah, still donate Legos. <laughs> yeah, the idea was to take them all in our suitcases, put them in, like, bags, and there's about 10 of us going, and so we'd take bags dedicated just to the Legos, And now we're uh, getting – we're having to rethink this. We're still doing that, but we're going to have to uh, ship them down uh, to Compassion's office in Haiti because there's just too many of them. I mean, literally, the mailman can't bring them all in one truck today – yesterday. He had to come back today to bring the rest of them, and we still have a couple more days.
1: That is so cool. That is so cool. And not only do we play with Legos personally in in our home, but I also coach something called the First Lego League, and I have a team of kids that work with Legos. It's just how we learn around our house. It's home school, oh, obviously. obviously. And so this is our, our Legos, are our biggest curriculum. Like this is what we learn to life with. We learn, you know, history. We build Lego projects around them, and we're constantly using Legos. So I heard about your project just a couple of days ago and was so excited and thankful that you agreed to step in so obviously it's going to be on ongoing and uh, i'm excited about that so i can continue to run with that and and we i personally you know sent it to all our local lego contacts and there was a young man who made it a personal goal to collect 100 sets to get them to you so uh, he put a little video out on on facebook so i hope they made it that was awesome
2: yeah um, it's so so cool we've been contacted all over the all over the country by people that are it's kids being part of it it's churches it's schools, and so that's why it just kind of grew into something way bigger than we had even anticipated.
1: I love it. That is so exciting. And how can people, you know, follow along, obviously, at the Wally Show, and, it, you know, it's a perfect project for you, Wally, that the Lord would launch you into because you're just fun, and Legos are just <laughs> fun, you know? So I'm excited for you that, you know, you could use that opportunity to really touch some kids. Um how can our listeners continue to be involved in this? Because obviously it will be something that will continue moving. and The momentum is there.
2: Oh, that's great. And uh, allwally.com is the best way. You can actually – we'll be posting tri- uh, videos and um, pictures from the trip, too, of handing these things out as we go into the different projects. And then, yeah, ongoing. I'm looking at so many of these. I would love to take, you know, and have this be an ongoing thing where we can give things to uh, kids here. The underprivileged kids here, or kids that are in shelters and things like that, uh, it would be great to give them a little goodness because it's amazing, man. When you're down and you're in a hard time of life, it's crazy how one simple act of kindness, like a toy, can you know, absolutely. for a kid, can change their life. You know,
1: absolutely. And and the thing with Legos are that there- – they're just amazing that you can, you know, create so many different things with them. So it's not a toy that you use once and get bored with. It's something right. you constantly go back to with your imagination, keep, you know, fostering that. So you never know what a, a bag of bricks would do for a for a kid and for a heart. So please, you know, keep me posted. We have each other's contact and email now. I'd love to help you run with this with my connections on the First LEGO League side. Perhaps I can even put you in touch with those folks and. And awesome. see if when we do we do first Lego League competitions um, across the country. Actually, they're international. That perhaps there can be you know a little section that's dedicated to the Lego Love
2: Project. So that's crazy. Uh, that's a whole world I didn't even know existed. So thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Please keep in touch with that. And I was I was at the Lego store in I believe it's called the Imagination Center in downtown Disney mm-hmm. last night. We took our kids. Oh for, yeah. Luke's 6th birthday, and I told the store manager about Lego Love. She'd not heard of it, and she's like, wow, keep me posted. Obviously, Sandy and I, anybody listening, go to Orlando, visit Sandy at Lego's Imagination Center. She's awesome. First name basis, you know, good friends after years nice. of being a Lego friend. But she was excited about Lego Love. So, um, you know, now maybe get to, uh, somebody in touch with the, the Lego Corporation, too, and just and keep it going. I think it's awesome, and I'm excited to uh, to be hearing about it at the the beginning stages, you know, and I want to follow along to all that you Definitely. have going. Well, thank you
2: for your help and support in this. That's awesome. You totally rule.
1: Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. You too. And, and, again, tune in to allwally.com. Listen to Wally on WFM in the mornings and whenever else you're on. I don't know all your syndicated times, but you're a good last for the day. So, you know, I, I appreciate your show and have for yours and uh, appreciate you coming online. So,
2: you rule! Thanks. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank
1: you, thank you too, Wally and Julie. You're still here. I still am. All right. Isn't that a riot? I, I mean, love you it.
0: never,
1: you never know what the Lord is going to do, and I just, I think that's awesome that he would, that he would take Legos. I mean, for me, you, you heard what I said, but you know, Legos are our life. I'm constantly stepping on them, picking <laughs> them up, you know, and now. And to a point where we do share them, and we teach we them, and obviously give time back in coaching these kids, which I love. Um, and at one point in the gotcha. season, I debated, yeah. I debated giving it up, and then we we placed, and now February first, go to regional competition. So um, my first year as a coach, so I'm like, all right, I guess that's not the one I give up. <laughs> so much fun you know know what I love about the project too is that kids can get involved churches can get involved even the business down there in Orlando who knows what God's going to do so I I commend Wally for his efforts and certainly your efforts in partnering with him to, to promote that that's awesome I'm excited about it and so Julie thank you for being on tell us a little about yourself and your ministry now we'll switch gears from Lego love. Although I'm sure everyone has that picture of the bricks in their head at the moment. Let's let's switch switch gears. Here. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I love I love Legos too, Jen. So we're, we're, it's a good transition.
2: Oh, good, good.
1: <laughs> Those were always the fun things to do with the kids. Last night we actually got around our table, and they were uh, asking Joshua, who is my big quality time uh, expression of love, said, "What are we gonna do tonight?" And so instead yeah, of sitting yeah. around the TV or doing something that uh didn't require a lot of interaction. I said, let's color. And so, but now, you know what, you got me thinking about Lego. I might just have to break those out, too. <laughs> They're so fun. Yeah, let me know if you need any ideas for what to do with them. And All I right. forgot to mention that the poem I read is available over on my Facebook page um, as a really cool, colorful download. It's full of bricks and red, green, blue, and you can get that and read it to your kids and family if you're listening by heading over to WordTraveling.com dot com and clicking on the Facebook link. So, so I love I love how God uses everyone's creativity. You know that you're when you were reading that I just started giggling because I thought oh boy does that ever paint a picture and then Wally doing what he does and and that's really what homeschooling and everything that I do is all about. It, it centers in on Ephesians two ten. That we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared long in advance for us to do. And so I love that concept and that idea, and it's the center and the foundation of everything I do, whether I'm speaking on stage or whether I'm homeschooling my kids, is to instill that truth that you were created on purpose for a purpose. So, again, Mm -hmm. thanks for the opportunity of just joining me today and sharing a little bit. Absolutely. And who, who knew... You know, years ago when we bought that first little Lego set, that Legos would be part of that purpose, you know. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so Julie, tell us about your ministry. Obviously, you have a family. Um, tell us about your family and and your ministry a little bit. Okay. Well, I am a very happily married woman. Didn't start out that way, but we'll get to that with, with kind of <laughs> what got instructed with the book to write. Uh, but married to my very best friend, we, we get to spend probably about an hour every morning together. Uh, coaching and encouraging. We are one another's biggest fan. Then I have a 19-year-old. She is my stepdaughter, but probably is the one who's the most like me, funny enough. (laughs) Uh, She is getting ready to go to Hillsong um, uh, to do a worship internship, so very excited about that and excited for her. Then we have Summer, our middle uh, child. She is 14. She is currently homeschooled and the only one of the three, the other one graduated, and the other one is in public school, so we can kind of talk about that dynamic for right, you know, in, in a little bit. Sure. But Summer is one of those people who has a magnetic personality, has the world by its tail, if the world had a tail. Um, mm-hmm. Since she was a little kid, she said she wanted to be a missionary. Um, she also wants to have a chauffeur and a butler, so I don't know how those things yeah. all work together, but <laughs> if anyone will figure it out, that would be Summer. And then we have Joshua, who is now 12. And he is um since probably four years old. First he wanted to be a a, a T Rex, which was a dinosaur. When he sure. couldn't do that, he said that he wanted to be a pastor and that hasn't changed. Um, probably has one of the most giving, loving, gracious hearts in any person that I've ever met. So mm-hmm. uh and I've met a lot of a lot of folks in my travels. I'm a writer, speaker, John Maxwell certified trainer, coach, speaker as well. Have a ministry called FYI. Um for your inspiration and also his love extended ministries and our passion is really to bind up the brokenhearted and empower believers for ministry. We do a lot of outreach to women who've been sex trafficked, women who are in abused victim shelters and just uh, people who have lost hope. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, we'd like to instill and inspire faith in their journey of life. Amen. Yes. And, and if you're listening, I actually have the, the privilege and honor of, um, Attending a local church, our church, Generation Church, with with Julie. So we are not only friends on the internet, but we are actually friends and sisters in real life. Friends, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And our our kids are friends. I know Makani and Joshua um, love okay. hanging out together. You know, at some of the events. And your husband Greg, is a dear, you know, a dear guy and just a a leader. You know, just a. You, guys have, you, yes, he you is. have a you you have a marriage <laughs> you, you have a marriage that that definitely encourages and. Inspires as that is your your goal to do. So you yeah, have this amazing ministry. You're all over the country. Your uh, you know you've got your book out, which is called What I Wish My Mother Had Told Me About Men: Twelve Secrets Toward Greater Intimacy. And one of our listeners today, where you've actually agreed to give away a copy, right, Julie? So. Yeah. Um, if, you're, if you're listening in today, um, if you go and sign in on the web page and get the Adventure newsletter, your your email will be entered into that drawing, and we'll get you out of an amazing book. Um, so, and, and you homeschool. I mean, how do we is this possible? Okay, because I do a few things, and people always look at me and say, "How is it possible?" So instead of sharing my story today, share yours. How is it possible? Mm, Yeah, I think that probably the key to life, at least that I've discovered, is, um, and I share this a lot at conferences, Jen, it's, it's faith isn't conjuring up this noble notion and then going out and asking God to bless it. Instead, faith is hearing what God has said and then just simply aligning our life to follow after him. And so that is the premise that I do everything. In homeschooling, it's because he called me to it. In writing a book, it's not because I want to be famous or or have a book published. It's because God called me to it. And as you know, it's in our weakness He is strong. It's in our inabilities and it's in our impossible situations that He shows Himself as the God of, you know, everything. And so I think as we align our life and simply follow after, He multiplies our time, He gives us insights, He gives us keys, ways we can structure our life that works with the way that He created us. To operate. It's when I try to pick things up and run ahead of them out of ambition that I get wore out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so exactly. you know not, Yeah, not to be too simplified, but it's it's a daily walk of walking surrender. And when I begin to feel fatigued or worn out or stressed out, I know that I started to pick it up and I need to get myself in a very quiet place, much like Jesus. He knew when to draw away and spend that time with the Father. And so that's how I do it. You know, by the Amen. grace and the mercy of God and a whole lot of insights from his spirit. Amen. Amen. And that is that is where everything should come from, not just a ministry or a life or a busyness. And, you know, moms listening in sometimes feel like, you know, the only thing around them at the moment is the textbooks and the school curriculum. And and I have mm-hmm. this new philosophy that I believe why I'm speaking and what he has called me to is not only to homeschooling but to share the message of the freedom and the liberty that he gives us in homeschooling because we're each so different, you know, and and he created each one of us differently. And a few weeks ago, Julie, I was struggling and feeling overwhelmed with like how can I possibly do this all, you know, how? And I remembered those same things, not me doing it because then it's me. I I want it in his strength and his time. And I had to step back and say, you know, I remember that, the Lord knew who I was as a mom when he called me to homeschool. I right. have to remember that, that he knew the dreams and desires and things he was putting on my heart too, not only the heart of being a great mom and a, and, a, you know, teaching my kids the best way that I know how, but I really believe that if we teach our kids to draw out and to be excited about learning, that they'll do that on their, on their own. And that's really what mm-hmm. we, we aim to do, isn't it? I mean, right, to empower them. And, exactly. to, yeah, I think, and I think that's the key, Jen, too, is that, you know, it's, it's hard for me just to say, well, you need to do it this way. I think it's more fundamental than that. It's like, what is your learning style? How do you operate right. best? Are you a very scheduled person? Are you more free flowing? Are you a hands-on person? And how's your kid learn? Um, you know, do they need a real structured environment or do they need more on the go and hands-on? And it's when we look at those things and understand the basic, uh, premise for it all. That's when we get our own individual voice in homeschooling. So, how do I travel? You know, I'll be traveling probably three or four times in the next couple of months. Um, and how do I do that with my my daughter? Right. And how do I do that with a family? Well. We get really creative, and because of our different skill sets, it works. Because of how my daughter learns, it works. Now, we'll face some more challenges when Joshua is at home because he requires a lot more hands-on and interaction, so we'll have to get creative of how we do that, and the whole Mm -hmm. family will be involved in Mm -hmm. that, and I think that that's good, too, of knowing the strength of the family unit and imploring all of those individual gifts to bring up the best in one another. Right, absolutely. So what are some practical ways that you work with Summer for her schooling quote, which I use in quotation marks quote? Because I I say, you know, we always call it homeschooling, but we've got to have a new term for this. We've got to, you know, create a new hashtag that says, you know, (laughs) life is is learning because we're we're all trying to copy, I think, especially our first few years into homeschooling, we try to copy the school system, the only thing we know, Mm -hmm. and really Mm -hmm. it's a broken system. So to just bring it home and recreate it, and once, it isn't going to work, and once we realize that and and have that paradigm shift and that mind shift, and like you said, to just, you know, discover our individual voice is when it starts Working, so what are some practical things that people can apply um, if they are a traveling mom if they are on the road a lot that have worked for you julie right well and uh, here's here's just some simple thoughts you know we have a very structured idea um as much as I'm free flowing, I also need that continuity of a schedule, otherwise it'll never happen um you know right. it's kind of the the urgent takes precedence, and then other things get pushed to the side and so our format is we have a video-driven curriculum that Summer gets up, and she's really driven, so she wakes herself up about 6.30, gets herself breakfast, and just sits down and starts doing the videos. <laughs> um, okay. And so, yeah, and it, what's so awesome about that, though, is it frees up her entire afternoon. Um, we do homework together just like she would if she goes to, you know, public school. Um, right. Then, in addition to that, we do some fun things, and we're drawing out her talents and her giftings. So she loves to write. Mm -hmm. Um, She's working on a a manuscript right now, a kid's thing. And so I bring in, from my skill sets, because I'm a writer, I love to write, and I help her to be creative of how to develop characters. Even though I'm not a fiction writer, I know how to do it. Um, And so I help her with that. I help her with storytelling. Um, When she's doing oral reports, we talk about, you know, what's important. And so a lot of the times I come down to the – my personality type is, okay, well, what's the underneath? What is the principle? More than the actual study that needs to take place or the lesson that needs to take place, it's what's the life lesson that will carry with her throughout. Um, Right. And so that's a daily part of life. You know, we're at the store, and it's drawing them into conversation. And I think that the the key, if I could give any – you know, one, two, three list is to be intentional, mm-hmm. um, to be scheduled, right, um, in that th- there are times where my schedule gets really, really busy and I may forget to ask her different questions. And so I actually write it in my calendar so that when I come back to my to-do list, it's like, ooh, yeah. Um, otherwise, again, sometimes the demands, the, the louder voices, because sure. she is the self-efficient I could neglect some areas that are really important to me. So what's important to you? What values do you want to instill? And then how can you make sure that that's always at the forefront of your mind? But I think intentionality um, and then one creative thing that we do is in February, I'll actually be speaking in Orlando, and Summer will accompany me with that. And then she can write a report about what she learned. And so we do assignments that aren't just, you know, going to be for what the curriculum requires. We make it a life thing of what did she learn, what lessons. And so I think that right. constant conversation um, makes her very insightful. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love those tips. Be intentional. That's if we're not, our time does just get sucked by so many other things. And I know especially as the noise of the, the technology and the noise of the culture continues to grow, we need to remember that getting back to being intentional with not only our children and our homeschool, but our marriages before mm-hmm. that. And so let's transition a little bit into your book, Julie, and what I wish my mother had told me about men. And give us some of those, you know, key moments or key pieces of, of putting your story together and then, and then telling your story. What's your, you know, what can we learn from you in a quick few minutes? Yeah, you know, what I wish my mother had told me about men, I absolutely did not want to write that book. And my agent came to me three separate times, and on the third time, I he said, well, Julie, would you pray about it? And I thought, oh, no. <laughs> <And>
2: <laughs> as I
1: did, as I did um, God just completely, because I am more of a free-flowing writer, um, provided a very structured approach to writing the book. I had the titles of each chapter that I was going to write, and so I knew he was really impressing me to to write this book. And so the book deals with some uh, real fallacies or myths or um, struggles, deceptions that we, every woman, at some point in her life have entertained. And mm-hmm. then the truth that unmask those lives and then replace. And really, again, as a believer, I'm, I'm a firm believer that it's not until we know who God says we are. It's not until we know... Um, his purpose for our life, and that he is the only one who can satisfy the longing of our soul, that we're really prepared or ready to enter into a relationship. And the reason why I say that is because when Greg and I first married, I entered in, um, you know, certainly as a Christian, I knew I was going to have to serve him. And I wouldn't have wanted to admit it, but really, when I married him, I was hoping that he would meet all of my needs. He would complete me. He would rescue me. And the majority of our struggles was because of expectations that caused confrontations that I wasn't even aware I was carrying. You know, I wanted him yeah. to think exactly like I thought, feel the way that I felt, say all the right things, you know, all the way from a man will validate my worth, a man will rescue mm-hmm. me. Um and then kind of what happened, Jen, through my life, those things shifted and I began to think that every man was a pervert, every man was out to get me, they were the enemy. And so the book addresses all of those concepts and thoughts in a practical way. A lot of how-to mm-hmm. steps as far as, you know, being intentional and, and what do you do, need to do next. But the central theme is really more of a love relationship with God. And I think Absolutely. that's critical. Whether we're homeschooled, Absolutely. in our marriages, it's coming back to loving God first and allowing mm-hmm. that love to fill us so that we have the power then to extend that love, grace, mercy, and forgiveness. Absolutely. I remember a few years back, well, I can tell you exactly how many, Luke just turned six, and he was a tiny baby in a sling in my arms. And six years ago, and Simitani would have been four preschool, so I wasn't yet, you know, structured homeschooling. But having a toddler at home and having a brand new baby, and we were living in a new town. I didn't have a strong support system, a right. church family like I do now. I mean, our church, family. Yes, family, like tight-knit family. Right. And right. I didn't have that. And I remember going to this new mom's group at a new church where we were in this town and crying and tears and overwhelm and, you know, I can't do this. My husband had started a new job and he was on the road a lot and almost 60% of the time he was gone and was a new baby and I'm just in overwhelm. Mm-hmm. And I and the ladies prayed for me, and I went home, and I just got on my knees with the Lord, and he was like, well, honey, you're trying to rely on him when you need to be relying on me. Mm-hmm. And it's just the, the sweetest thing that he could have said. And I said, you know, you're absolutely right. I wanted him to, to fill all those gaps and those voids, my husband. You know, and really it was right. it was Papa that I needed to go to. And so I'll never forget that sweet voice he had for me that day so many years ago. And that has carried me through so many moments, just moment after moment of. But I'm still in the same, same boat with my husband, travels for work. But I handle right. it differently. And now as a traveling mom, I have to remind myself of those the same words over and no over to make sure that I'm relying on Papa first, or everything will just mm-hmm. you know, right. fall apart. So, yeah, Janessa's on the line, and in her chat room, she said three simple words that will always change your life. Pray about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I he think she heard you say uh, about how your your agent told you to pray about it. And funny um, that you yeah. mentioned that. Julie because as I've been working on this manuscript for years same thing a book I I don't really want to write I don't really want to write it because it talks a lot about my my history and my journey and my prodigal story that I will call it um and the Lord I'm like you very free-flowing I'll sit down I'll write and there it is and he gave me chapter titles chapter descriptions (laughs) help me but I'm like oh boy Lord you really do want me to write this (laughs) yeah so anyway that one's that went through the works, but for you just encouraged me in that. You never know what um I love how God just weaves things together. Confirm. Yeah, beautiful. you know when I when I came to that, that final point and I had said yes to my age and I remember we were in a real quick fast pace. Now if you can imagine, I, I it takes a long time for me to read a book, let alone write a book. And that sure. book uh that was just released, What I Wish My Mother Told Me About Men, was written in a sixty day window of time. And the reason for that is because the publisher wanted to release it for fall of last year. And so right. I was revisiting places, Jim, that I hadn't visited for a long time. And going back to what did I think? Greg and I, right. we just don't fight. You know, we we might still disagree. We might get angry with one another or just, you know, right. uh, frustrated by one another. But our, the foundations of our marriage are so rooted in God and the things have been so drastically changed by his spirit and the truth of his word That I had to go back and it's like, well, what did we used to fight about? What did we used to and and go back to those places? Plus my own um, background of emotional, physical, and every abuse in the in the home, right? So I was revisiting places and telling stories and bearing it all out there. And at one point, I just said, God, get somebody else. Seriously, get somebody who's funnier. You know, have have Wally, have Wally, right? (laughs) Right. And I'll never Uh, forget, I had this strong impression to go to the woman with the issue of blood, and specifically the thought was to go to the Gospel Luke account of her. And so I went to Luke 8, I'm reading through, and these words leapt off the page. And so it was about the woman with the issue of blood, she touches Jesus' garment, she's made whole, Jesus keeps insisting, who touched, who touched me, who touched me. Peter tries to say, Lord, you know, hey, hey, everybody's pressing in, as if God, you know, Jesus didn't know that. Right, all of that, right. that this kind of funny situation. But then these little obscure words, again, left off the page. It said, when the woman realized she couldn't go unnoticed, she came forward and told all that had mm-hmm. happened to her. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I wanted to run, take the healing that God had provided. I didn't want you or other women in my church or women all across this nation and other nations to be reading my dirty laundry necessarily. And so I wanted to take my healing and rejoice in it. But, God, it was so awesome. The thought that ran through my head, it it was so succinct that I know it was God's. And he said, Julie, when people realize how far I ran to rescue you, they'll find hope for their souls. And the reason why he picked me was because I was so jacked up. It was because it wasn't a fun life. You know, it was because of all of the things, all those faulty paradigms. God wanted to show the depths of His love for us, his and then love, the steps—yeah, the steps He given and the practical insights to help women grab their freedom. Absolutely, it's so funny that you mention that because a few nights ago I'm reading through Proverbs 31. I just I felt very—you know—you said it—the imp- impression. That you needed to read it, you know. And sometimes right. I have my scheduled Bible readings, and sometimes I'll confess I'm not one that wakes up at 5 a.m. and sits with the Lord. I, it's just not me. I sit with Him every <laughs> night and His Word every night as I as I sleep, and then He He brings me beautiful dreams through it. So maybe that's my my thing. Mm-hmm. But He asked mm-hmm. me to read Proverbs 31 the other night, and I go through it and i've read it a million times and it's about the woman who's a hard-working woman and you know she's got the, the vineyard and for us my husband in the wine business that one always kind of hits home in a place it the <laughs> wife is out working and you know tending to her fields and producing this and sewing the best garments and has got her business and has her helpers and all of these things i never the last verse leapt out at me julie Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works be her praise, bring her praise at the city gates. And I just never, I've thought, focused on it so much about the work and the work involved in it, and how can I, how can I work, how can I strive to be this, you know, this way that the right. Lord wants the perfect woman to be. But I've never sat back and said, Wow, like it's okay to that your time has come, that he wants to share what you, the stories mm-hmm. and the the junk, and like you said, and bring it out so that it can honor the Lord through the, the crazy journey that, that he's brought many of us through, you know. So if you're listening and you've had one of those journeys, has as we said those three words, pray about it. <laughs> what <laughs> That's it. the Lord wants <laughs> to do, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know so, a, lot of, a lot of women who will be listening that are entertaining the idea of, can I homeschool with my busy schedule? Absolutely. And what I'm confident of is when God calls us, he equips us. Mm-hmm. He will give you insights and some questions you can ask Or what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? I know my weaknesses, Jen, and so I know that I have to have a video-driven curriculum because I don't want my daughter to miss out on the... Um, informational part but homeschool is so much more than just information it's training our children in the way of the Lord it's preparing them for life and the thing that you know I I never thought I would be a homeschool mom I have to be honest I I always thought that was just not really for me and as I as God began to call me to it I thought there is no way I can do it you know there's just no way I'm not I'm not a typical stay-at-home mom all of those Mm -hmm. thoughts and disqualifications But in that journey, um, I realized no one can educate my kids better than me. No -hmm. one can prepare them for the life skills better than me. And where I'm weak, I know my weaknesses, and I'm going to draw out other people's strengths. And that's the the power of community. That's the power Mm -hmm. of family. Um, it's, it's the knowing my kid, knowing when she needs to take a break and not just be sitting in front of the, the video, you know, watching it. It's, it's bringing her into real life of, look, this is what life looks like. This is what mommy does. And as I'm right. in front of her watching me minister and all three of my children, I'm so grateful for the call of God on their life. Have they made mistakes? So sure, they have. Um, have I made mistakes? Absolutely. But I'm also confident that God is using um, our homeschool structure, using our lives. Uh He put us all together, and so He's going to equip us to draw out the best in one another. So Amen. I just want to encourage that mom that yeah. yes, you can. If as God's calling you to it, just know your limitations. Know how to you know if if you're not a real hands-on person, in, as like me, with information. Then get the video-driven curriculums. There's so many different, tremendous programs out there. And then there's other women who have all these incredible gifts that, you know, to to have your child sit in front of a video would just be, like, grueling. So, you know, use other and but know your style, know your kid's style, and then allow God to give you wisdom of how to utilize your strengths and maybe avoid some of those weak areas of your life um, and draw on other people's strengths. Absolutely. The Absolutely. Absolutely. You never know what what your kid will learn through through Legos. You know, mm-hmm. I had no idea that Makani would be engineering things in robotic curriculum and doing all of this because we mm-hmm. he, we had that love that he loved to build. And so mm-hmm. now I really do believe that you know not only are we are we building Legos in our home, we are building character, we are building right. relationships. And I always say, you know. That textbooks they don 't go to eternity with us, but the relationships do right so well, i would I would leave that I leave the moms with that and Julie, thank you so much for this highly encouraging time with you, just mm-hmm. personally. I know it was super encouraging, and I hope that the moms listening live and those who will get it at the podcast um, on iTunes will continue to to be encouraged by your message. I know they will, and again, you can visit Julie at Julie Gorman dot com. Is that right, Julie? That is. All, yep. your, and if they, all your ministry and, yep. and you're, you're traveling. You've got to be in some places across the country. Give us a, a brief list so if somebody's listening in and they can come and see you uh, live in one of those locations, where are you going to be? Where's your, your definite schedule? Yeah, Boca Raton, Florida, February 1st. Um, Orlando, Florida, the 15th of February. So both of those dates are in February. And then I'm um, going to be in Colorado Springs, March the 13th through the 18th. I'll uh, be interviewing with Focus on the Family while I'm out there, too. So that's going to be a fun one. That's uh, exciting. Yeah, but if they go to my site, they can see that. Um, if they order a copy of my book, too, Jen, I will throw in a free, uh, the 12 videos that correlate with the book, so they can actually pick that up. And we have a lot of churches that are doing group studies right now. So if they mm-hmm. do that, they get a leader's edition. Ten books, ten memberships to FYI, ten downloadable 12-series um, videos that go with it, and all of that would just be for $15 per book. So uh, lots of fun things that they can find on JulieGorman.com. Thanks oh, so much perfect. for that that me Well here. worth it. Absolutely. Thank you, my friend, my sister. And uh, let me get back to my tech side of things and say we'll see you again next week on Destination Inspiration. And at this moment, I'm not sure where we'll be going, but I know the Lord will lead us someplace special, so I hope to see you then.
0: That's it for today's beat on Destination Inspiration. Your host, Jen Renary, will be back next week inspiring you to live your best life is learning adventure. Tune in Tuesdays at 1111 to unpack what it means to live a lifestyle of journey, exploring God's wonderful world together. Be sure to check out Jen's online community at wordtraveling.com. That's W-O-R-D, traveling. And hit the subscribe button so you won't miss the next stop on our journey. Until next time, happy travels.